Welcome to the CBIA BizCast powered by Google. I'm Amanda Marlowe with CBIA, and today we are here with Rhonda Tobin. She's the managing partner of Robinson and Cole, which spans really throughout this region. So we are so excited to have you here. Thanks, Amanda. And you are, became the first woman to lead the firm last year. And just a few weeks ago, you were named one of Benchmark Litigation's top 250 women in litigation for the ninth consecutive year. Always good to see your name on that list. It does. Today, we're sitting in Robinson and Cole's Hartford office on Trumbull Street, where the firm has been for about four decades. But change is coming. I know you guys recently announced you're going to be moving. Walk me through kind of what led to that. How long have these conversations been going on and, and where we are in the process? Sure, we're so incredibly excited about it. It's been a great home for 40 years, but we really wanted a plan for the law firm of the future and what our needs are. So we did start this many years ago before the pandemic. We started talking about what our office ought to be looking like, what our space needs were, and trying to be more creative. Law firms have traditionally looked the same for a really long time long rows of, of attorney offices and separate conference rooms and not a lot of opportunity for people to be interacting and collaborating and working together as teams. So we started thinking about that. Um, and we did, you know, particularly here in Hartford, this is our largest of our 11 offices. Um, it was really important for us to get a head start on that because uh, there were limited options for what we were looking for in the market. So we knew that for this office in particular, we needed to get a, an early start on it. So um, even though our lease isn't up for another few years, we did start early before the pandemic. And this is a pretty big office, right? You have a lot of uh, employees coming into this office? We do. We have about half of our 450 employees are here in Hartford, about 250 both professional staff and attorneys and um, you know the building that you guys are moving into you have a little bit of a history with the Hartford steam boiler can you tell us about that we do in terms of some of our uh, founders of the firm um, we're affiliated with Hartford steam boiler back in the day we started in 1845 a one-man shop in Hartford so we've been here for 177 years uh, but we do have some history with some of those earlier founders of the firms sitting on the board of Hartford Steam Boiler and having an affiliation. So, which was really exciting and kind of cool when I when I spoke to um, Greg Baratz, their CEO, about making this move and the connection to realize that the connection went back as far back as that. Yeah, it's one of those things where you're probably looking at so many spaces and then you find that kind of a connection and you really feel more at home. Mm -hmm. And talk to me a little bit about, you say, kind of a more innovative space. What are you guys looking at specifically? Yeah, we're really trying to just scratch the traditional model and, and, and create something new. And so we're right now in the phase where we're working with our architects and trying to be as creative as possible about um, how we use our space. As I said, traditionally law firms would have large offices for a lawyer's smaller space for professional staff and limited opportunities for people to be interacting. And so, you know, you really go back to when I started practicing law over 30 years ago, and it was all about the big offices with the nice furniture. Um, and, and sometimes people would close their doors and you wouldn't see people all day. Um, our culture is very different. We've always had a very open door policy, but nonetheless, people kind of retreated to their private space. And now we're really trying to shake that up and look at people's offices as being really more of their home base where they leave their belongings, they have quiet times for calls, they have their cup of coffee, whatever it might be, but that when they're starting to work um, either on client matters, on internal matters, interacting socially, that they're leaving that home base. 
that they're finding collaboration space where they can be together. Might be, as I said, for social, talking about building a more interactive cafe, kind of like um, you think about at bookstores or Starbucks, where you might go to get a cup of coffee, you might bring your laptop and sit there and do your work for a while, you might have a small meeting there, but really just trying to talk about getting people out of their offices, interacting with each other as much as they can, um, which we think will really breed a lot of collaboration, also a lot of mentorship and making sure that people of all levels are interacting with each other and not sort of staying hidden in their home, home office. Now, obviously, you guys had identified that you were going to look at new spaces mm -hmm. pre-pandemic, mm -hmm. but the pandemic changed the work balance and yeah. what a day in the office looks like. Right. How did that, has that shaped, you know, your vision moving forward? Yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, all companies here in Connecticut and elsewhere, it's turned everything upside down uh, in terms of how often our people are coming into the office, what's drawing them into their office. I mean, for us, our, our top mission is to deliver outstanding client service. And the way that we do that is to recruit and retain the best talent. So a lot of what's driving us now is really looking for what kind of experience do people want to have when they come into the office? And what can we offer to people that they can't find at home? We all got really comfortable being at home for two years. And there's a lot of positives to that that everybody learned that they could enjoy. Um, but now that we're coming back even a hybrid model, what, what can you experience at work that you can't, rec um, you know, um, have at home, um, whether it's a cafeteria, the building that we're moving into has, has one of the best cafeterias, whether it's um, having that kind of collaboration space where you're running into people and able to start networking and building those relationships with a firm. It might be things like biophilia is a, a term that everybody's talking about that the architects like to talk about, about bringing nature into the, into the workplace. And maybe it's a wall of live, a wall of live greenery. You know, things, again, that you may not have in your home that make coming into the office a really exciting experience as opposed to just somewhere I come and I sit and do my job. I think people feel like they did that at home for two years, and a lot of people think they do it more effectively at home. So what can we offer to really retain the best talent, recruit the best talent, so that people think, this is really exciting. When I come in, I don't just do my job. I run into a lot of people. Um, we. we Build, build the space in a way that facilitates those interactions. We're talking now about sort of having a staircase with a town hall idea around it so that people are constantly running into each other and creating those connections. And I imagine, you know, right now you said you're in a hybrid model, but I think you, I'm sure, would like to see more people wanting to be in the office, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I think the five-day work week, at least for law firms, is, is gone uh, in terms of being in the office. Um, and I don't think that that's what we're trying to manage to. But yeah, I think we do feel like what we've seen over the last couple of years is, is some of that connectivity is missing. We've hired a lot of people during the pandemic. We're in a big growth mode. And so there's a lot of people who are new to us, new to our culture, who really need to be with other people at the firm to learn who we are and what we do and, and to be able to start building those networks and those relationships. So yeah, it's certainly, a, 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 when we think about this space, it's thinking about what's gonna make people wanna come in and wanna be excited to come in. Again, not trying to get people to five days a week, but having people think that those couple of days that they're in the office are really meaningful and that they're glad that they came out and left home. And what about some of the new technology? I know, you know, even with you, 
you're utilizing Zoom more even to talk with clients. Talk to me about some of the technology that's going to be brought into this new space. Sure. Yeah, some of it we're already using now, which is really exciting. Um, the Zoom Smart Gallery feature that we're doing. I just had a, a long meeting this morning with people who were, um, some people were, five of us were sitting around a table, but then we had a number of people in other offices or even an outside guest who were Zooming into the meeting. And that technology basically puts everybody into their own square. Um, and it really creates some equity so that the people who are on the outside the firm and people sitting in the office are both having that same experience, both feel like they're being included in the meeting and the conversation equally. Um, so that's something we're already utilizing that we'll be building out some smart gallery Zoom rooms to make sure that we can always facilitate that kind of meeting. Um, yeah, a lot. I mean, technology is huge. And, and again, some of it is underway. But when we think about this space, um, we think that we're already digitizing uh, our records. We've been doing that for many years. We're digitizing our library. That's a way that we can reduce space. Uh, we were talking yesterday about the fact that nobody goes and sits in the library anymore. Um, but also doing things like digital scheduling of rooms. Um, there's a lot of exciting things going on with glass and being able to um, electronically switch your glass to, from clear to frosted to create some confidentiality and more privacy. Uh, for meetings. Obviously, as lawyers, everything we do is confidential. Um, but the ability to walk by a conference room and not have everybody be able to see who's in the room or what's shown on the screen, there's some really exciting innovations going on with Glass that way as well. Yeah, that was kind of leading into my next question. You know, because there is so much confidentiality, the big offices and everyone having their own space has worked for so many years. How do you um, become in a more collaborative environment, but also keep that privacy factor. Yeah, I think that's why we do need to have our own offices. And when we started this design planning or thinking about how much space we needed before we even got into the design, um, we were shown a lot of plans from architects of corporations, not law firms, with a lot of open space. And we really had to pull back and say, we do need privacy. We do need the ability to have confidential conversations, either on the phone or on Zoom in a, or in a conference room live with clients. So I think the ability to have, as they kind of call it, those home base offices to go to where you can shut the door and have a call and have a confidential conversation is really important. Some of the concepts that were shown to us early on with an open floor plan where sort of everybody was out in the open, it works for a lot of corporations really effectively, but not as well for, for law firms. Okay. And some of the amenities, I know you mentioned um, a really nice cafeteria. Mm -hmm. I had read about maybe a daycare offering. Yeah. What, what's that like yeah. and, and how does that play into you know the retention? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really chock full of, of really amazing amenities and that's what I think really ultimately was a big factor in our making our decision to move. So there's a cafeteria that everyone in, in the city has known for a long time and people travel across the city to go to it. Um, the, the Hartford Steam Boiler is in the middle of renovating what used to be called On 20, uh, which is a very high-end restaurant in the building, which will give us some opportunities for business lunches and the ability to entertain there as well. Um, yeah, there's a daycare center that's been in the building for a long time that a lot of employees in the building already use, which is something that we've never had, um, frankly, in any of our offices. So the ability to offer that and offer some flexibility to our parents and our workforce is really exciting. 
Um, they've got a gym in the building and um, that they're in the process of renovating. So a, a fitness center where, you know, we're focusing a lot on well-being coming out of the pandemic and, and the health of our employees. So being able to offer a fitness center to our employees was really important. Um, there's also um, uh, parking in the building that is secured and private, which is also a great amenity. So these are all things that I think as we recruit people and try to retain the people that we have that we think will really be nice additions to what we already have here. Is that, you know, a lot of the focus with this is, you know, how do we create a space where we have employees not coming into the office from home, but staying with our company? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I mean, started by saying we start out, we're a, we're a client service business and it's all about delivering that outstanding client service and we need the best talent we can find to do that. Uh, we're really proud of who we have, but we're in a growth mode and we want to continue to recruit other people and obviously retain the people that we have. So the more that we can make um, their work experience enjoyable um, and, and really feed into our culture in a way that I think distinguishes us from other businesses and other law firms, the better. So I think some of these amenities really go a long way towards fostering that connectivity that is really key to our, our culture. Um, we're really focused on inclusion and inclusivity. So making sure that um, building that space in an inclusive way so that everybody has the opportunity to be interacting with each other. Um, you know, again, the law firm of old, big partner offices, small associate offices, really focusing on hierarchy. That's not who we are anymore. It's not who we've been for a really long time. So this really gives us an opportunity to create space that reflects that, you know, that, that level of inclusion and equity within our workforce. Um, and speaking of that, obviously you are a woman that worked your way up. You've been with this law firm for a long time. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about how, you know, mentors and working with other people in the office has played a role and, you know, how you hope that it'll continue to help people um, below you? Sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, mentorship and sponsorship is so incredibly important. I think it's always also really important to be able to see a path forward. And when I came to the firm 32 years ago, almost in a couple of weeks, um, there were, you know, strong female role models for me. There were litigators who were leading our department um, who really made it apparent to me early on that there was no limit to what I could do at the firm. Um, so, yes, we have very, you know, robust mentorship programs and sponsorship programs, but a lot of it, I really believe, is people need to be able to see that there's someone doing what they want to do. Um, and so I had a lot of those role models and then obviously had some strong mentors, men and women, along the way that really took an interest. Um, I think one thing that's really key to our culture um, is that we really, we have an environment where we want people to explore what they want to do. We want people to be entrepreneurial. Um, we don't generally say no to anything. We really want people to be able to, you know, find their passion and do what they want to do. And so there's never ever a shortage of people who are willing to invest the time to help you explore those ideas and those passions. Um, so, yeah, and I, and I do, you know, I know we're talking about space, but I really do think that this space, when I think about it, is going to facilitate that in a way that our existing space hasn't done quite as effectively. Yeah, well, that's really what I was thinking of when mm -hmm. I kind of brought that up. You say you want people to be able to, you know, see each other more and run into each other. And I would think, you know, prioritizing mentorships, that just right. plays right into that. It really does. Um, and it seems like, you know, that's a, obviously a strategic Mm -hmm. uh, initiative 
in this whole planning phase. Now, speaking more in terms of the clients, mm -hmm. um, I know just a couple of weeks ago, you guys hosted a lot of people here um, who are doing to learn about doing business with Canada. Um, how does this new space help really facilitate more of that? Yeah, so we're really trying, again, we're still in the design phase, but really planning on some pretty exciting flexible space that allows us, whether it's a community event, a client event, um, an organization to be able to flex our space in ways to accommodate dis different size groups. For that program, we had about 70 people here for a program about doing business in Canada. And we were able, even with our existing space, which um, one floor of which we renovated not that long ago, to open up some doors and, and reorient how we set up the room to accommodate that with open opening into a kind of cafe kind of area. So we really have the flexibility as we design this to to make the rooms flexibility is the key that's all we talk about with the architects is flexibility and creativity um, you know i talk about we used to have a mock trial room where we would prepare for trials and get our clients in here to prepare for examinations um, but that room since quiet sometimes so why can't that be a reception area room that sometimes gets reoriented with moving furniture around to be a mock trial room so a lot of it is really about offering that flexibility um, you know, one thing that's really core to who we are as a firm is our involvement in the community, both here in Hartford and Connecticut, but throughout all of our 11 offices. And so we do use our offices to bring in the community for events. That was a, you know, economic business kind of event, but we have uh, board, uh, different boards of directors on organizations here in Hartford that sometimes use our offices on the state, on the board of Hartford stage, and we've lent our offices to them as well. So it really is a, a notion of making sure that the space is flexible, that we can be a community partner and make sure that we can be a resource to the community and to our clients um, for different purposes. And why Hartford? Why is it so such an important part? I think originally when there was talk, oh, you know, Robinson and Cole might be moving. I hope they're not looking outside of Hartford. But, you know, talk. tell me a little bit about why Hartford is so special to this company. Yeah, I mean, look, we've been here since 1845. It's 177 years. It's a really long time. We've got pictures on the wall of some of our founders. Uh, we are incredibly embedded in the community and just about every organization, community organization here uh, in Hartford. We had a few partners who said, hey, you know, what about going to the suburbs? They're building this building and it'd be kind of fun and entrepreneurial. And we've seen some law firms do that. In the end of the day, it was really not even a close call for us. This is our home. This is where we, it's, you know, it's, it is our largest office, but it's where we've always been. It's where our connections really are. Um, and there was, you know, really, it wasn't even a close call that we, we needed to stay in, in Hartford and, and stay committed to this community. All right. And, you know, obviously we talk a, a lot about what people are looking for and what you're going to be implementing into this new office mm -hmm. space to help retain talent. Um, the firm has received a lot of accolades, uh, you know, top workplace in mm -hmm. Connecticut, top workplace, you know, in larger areas. How what's your secret? I mean, what are what are you guys focusing on that you really believe is helping, you know, keep employees here? You know, I think it's, we think it's very simple. It may not be uh, easy to pull off, but it's really people first. I feel like in every decision that we make, it's the people first. How does this impact our people? How does that this make their life more enjoyable? For our lawyers, how does it make our careers, their careers more meaningful and satisfying? Um, and so a lot of what's driving the space is 
people first? How does this how does this make things better? Um, being you know working in a law firm, whether you're in our professional staff or lawyers, it's a hard job, and so we want to recognize that you know there's a lot of focus on well-being uh, right now in in all industries, uh, including in the law, and focusing on that. And our space is important in terms of having well-being space. Even like I said, some of the biophilia that we're thinking about, trying to bring make the office environment less sterile than it used to be. Um, so yeah, I think I think having a people first approach and making sure you're making all decisions with that in mind. You know, it doesn't mean that everybody's always going to love the decisions that we're making, but it's not a lot for lack of considering how it might impact people um, and looking for ways to make this as satisfactory and an experience as, as it can be. And are a lot of people involved in the process um, for, I know you guys are in the design phase, mm -hmm. or is there a lot of involvement to reach out to different you know, areas of the firm? We did. So um, we asked our architect before they got started um, to meet with various focus groups. So we had focus groups of um, different administrative staff, some of our professional assistants or IT people, um, our business development people, you know, virtually every every different function within the firm, as well as to meet with some of our more junior lawyers who have some great ideas about what law firm space should look like, <laughs> our more senior lawyers who actually are more open to change than you would imagine. So yeah, they did various focus groups and came back to us with some feedback as to what people liked, didn't like, what they were looking for or not. And we asked them to do that very particularly before they put pen to paper, just so they knew where people are coming from, what people are looking for. Yeah, that's funny that you mentioned, you know, the people who have been here longer. And at a law firm of this size, you have a wide range. Mm -hmm. People have been here, you know, for decades like you mm -hmm. and people that are newer. Um, so you were surprised by some of the older um, people in their yeah. excitement, I guess? Yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, the, we've been here for 40 years. It's a really long time. Um, so even people who have gotten really comfortable here realize that this is an incredibly exciting opportunity. To, to start over and make it better. Um, and actually we have a design committee and one of our more senior partners at the firm is sitting on it because got, he's got some great ideas about law firm space and, and, and what it could look like. So, um, and then we have you know a more junior partner involved on that committee really to give us a, a different generational approach to, to what's important. Yeah, I think with a law firm of this size, it's great that you have so many mm -hmm. different viewpoints. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just more generally speaking, what are your hopes? Obviously, you talk a little bit about growth and you guys are moving. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're relatively new to the position that you're in. Yep. What, are, what are you hoping to, what are your goals? Yeah, so a couple things. Um, we're in year three of a strategic plan. Um, so, you know, our partners are really very focused as are all of everyone at the firm on, on what our goals are in terms of growth, in terms of uh, developing our workforce and our people, uh, professional development and mentoring and all of that. Um, and so we're still executing on that plan. The pandemic didn't slow us down, but we're in the third year of that. So, and that anticipates a lot of growth both here in Connecticut and, and outside. Um, you know, we've, we're, we've got we're, every firm, every every corporation is struggling with this return to the office and what that looks like. And so, you know, that's a work in progress in terms of incentivizing people to come in and making sure it's really meaningful interaction. You know, it's not just about seeing people in the hallway, but it's about getting something out of that that experience. So, I think that's a big challenge. And I think all of that for me, I think the most important thing is that we're maintaining our culture 
while we're doing all of that. Um, I think it's a stickiness that keeps people here, as you said, for decades. I mean, I'm 32 years, and I'm not even close to being here the longest. Um, there's people here for 50 years and 40 years and 30 years, and, and that we tell people when they come, even the people who joined us last week, we want you to be here 40 years from now. We really, that's, that's how we build our firm. Um, and so making sure that we're attending to that culture of, you know, we talk about our core values of collaboration and civility and inclusion and making sure we're really living up to that um, as we're making decisions, whether it's about new space, whether it's about where we grow and how we grow. Um, you know, it's, I'm glad you asked the question about, you know, how did we solicit the feedback about our office space because I think that we, we, we're not really a top-down management-driven organization. Obviously, we have a management structure, but we have a lot of really active committees within the firm that really come to us with great ideas and initiatives, and they're populated from people across the wide swath of, of our organization. And so, you know, I think those things really keep our culture what it is and, and make people want to work here. Um, which is what it's all about, right? People want to, you know, want to know that they're spending their time and a lot of the time doing something that's really satisfying, that they're, they're really building relationships and friendships that become networks for them as they move forward. So, uh, you know, my hope is that we're doing everything, keeping our culture squarely in mind because it's precious to us. I feel like my job is just to be a steward of that until I hand it off to the next person. Um, so my hope is that we come out of the pandemic, which we've weathered extraordinarily well. Our people, I could not be prouder of how hard our people worked and how resilient they were over the last few years and how open they are to the changes that are coming, not just physical, but, but in the industry in general. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank we you. really enjoyed having you on the podcast. Is there anything else that you'd like to to add? No, that's great. All I really right. enjoyed talking to you, Amanda. Thank well, you. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for listening to this week's BizCast. You can listen and subscribe to our podcast on Apple or YouTube. And for more episodes, you can go to cbia.com.